Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon are... Ladies first. Ladies first. You're muted, Meg. Meg, you mu- you're muted, Meg. I know. I just was seeing. Oh, uh, okay. For listening. I just wanted to see. It's Meg Sanders. I'm John Miles. Colby Peterson. Colby Peterson. And we maybe will have Shane. Maybe not. Fingers nice. crossed. We'll see. Probably not. He's a big today- tease. Yeah. On today's show, we're going to talk some paycheck, paycheck protection racket uh, with Sadie Smith. And then we're going to go over um, some pinkies up, thumbs down. We don't really, it's kind of a high and tight show today, right? We're going to keep it pretty, pretty clean. Succinct? I don't believe it. Uh, But first, what's been happening with you guys? What's up? How's, how's the week been? What's the half-ass? Does anyone feel like it went by really fast? Yeah, I do. I feel like the weeks are flying by. I don't even remember what day it is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Blur together. You got to get days of the week underwear, and then you can kind of hopefully keep track. Oh! He he muted himself, though. He can't figure out his computer. I know. He's calling his son up right now. (laughs) What's going on? Shane, you're just in time for the habits. I've been worried sick about you guys. Where have you guys been? (laughs) You guys just ghosted me and I can't find you. (laughs) Text us back, bro. Like you've been looking for us, man. Yeah, everywhere. It's we've been we've been avoiding you, Shane. Uh we wait till you're gone. And then we we sneak into your basement and and record still though. Actually, Melanie Melanie lets us in. While you're working. While I'm gonna you're leave working. that. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mel- me and Melanie work. You know, we don't we don't have those IRS jobs just giving away everybody's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Melanie really works. Melanie's in the nitty yeah. gritty. Yeah. Do you guys have the coronavirus? Nope. Nope, none of us has had it. I don't know anybody. Well, a couple of guys from work got sick. Oh, that's so terrible. That's has the union yeah. been taking care of them? Um, yeah, well, um, Pelosi did with her uh, uh, extended Family Medical Leave Act. It's taking nice. care of everybody. So, yeah, everybody gets paid when they go home and get tested. Or, oh, you know, when you, when, you wait, when you wait your week to get tested to find out your results, everybody's getting paid. That's cool. See, this yeah. is why we need you on because I read your Facebook posts and they get me so heated. And the discussions that you have, I mean, you got to be here to get us all going. Yeah, Shane, so, I hear I hear you're like a big deal on Facebook now. I don't know because I don't I don't have a Facebook. Oh gosh, yeah, I got uh, well, on Facebook anymore, but I mean, I, I I'm, not a, I'm not a big deal on Facebook, but like I've been putting out quality content for years. Like I'm just good enough that people could steal my stuff and go viral. You know what I mean? Like they could just improve a little bit on it. That's how. That's where I'm at. Shane gives them the bones. Yeah, you mean like grammar-wise and. Um... Yeah, like like yeah. If I was a little better grammar and a little, yeah, a little more wittier, yeah, I'd be a big deal. <laughs> no, I think that you and Melanie make like the best team on the Facebook. That it's my favorite thing to read. 
Especially oh, when um, people try to act like, you know, your wife doesn't know what's going on. And she's like, yeah, oh, yeah. really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. She she slams my family pretty good on a <laughs> daily basis. <laughs> nice. So what's the half house with you, Shane? You been doing anything? Yeah. Do you do anything fun? I've been trying. I've been getting my trips canceled. Um, no. Hey, are, so uh, what about, uh, are you setting up like virtual town halls for your district or, or have you been working well with Oscar lately or like, how's that been going? You know what? <laughs> so, so we were going to move over into uh, South Ogden and then everything kind of fell apart on that, which is a good thing, right? Good timing not to go buy a house and pay top dollar. But so, yeah, I, I talked to Oscar and told him I was moving. That's the last I heard from him. Is he alive? He's your candidate, man. He's your candidate. He's going to be your congressman. I, I am. Wait, wait, wait. Congressman or House eight? No, state, state legislator. State ledge. Yeah, okay. So he's running for eight, right? He is. That's, that's good. Um, is he... Is he... Uh, is he going to be tough in the debates? Or is he going to be... Uh, who he's going against Waldrop, right? Yep. Yep. So is he going to take it easy on him? Don't let me let me guess. He says he really likes Waldrop. <laughs> he said. If he right? if he, if he's smart, he calls out a lot of Waldrop's bad votes. But we'll see. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, he's got a lot to play with with the uh, tax hike. Yep. I mean, and Waldrop continued to back that like it was the best idea. We should yeah. totally set up a debate. And and Shane can be like not a moderator because I don't think you're a good moderator, Shane. No. <laughs> what does that but, mean? What makes a good you could, moderator? You could be like a good hype man in Oscar's corner. No, I want to moderate. <laughs> I, I, I would. I, you know, you, you take it and say, "I don't." What does a moderator do? And now you're like, "Wait, no, I want to moderate." You don't even fucking know what a moderator does. Well, no, I I do. I want to ask the questions because I won't softball them. Will you give us an example of a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah give us a question. question. <laughs> <sighs> um, now you put them on the spot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> ask them if they like How their peeps guys, hard. Is on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate the mayor's response to the virus? Um, one being, uh, one being awful and 10 he's been a total bitch the whole time <laughs> what a scale like oh, like, scale. like he just gets on he you know because he gets on facebook and then he does this thing and he's like we're just gonna follow what everybody else does what so what have you guys been doing with the show what improvements have you made with the show besides getting rid of me that was that was a demotion, Shane. That was definitely a, our our numbers took a hit when Shane Forrester stopped getting behind the mic. I know. Yeah, I had this. Big, I had all these big plans. I was going to Phoenix for like six months, and then everything went to shit. No, hey, uh, we're we're um, trying to do two shows now. Oh, enough, shut up! What, enough what content. Two, for two shows, man. We're doing a second show about high school sports. <laughs> Right. <laughs> lovely lovely what are we doing two shows about 
Uh, well, we do one show where John hosts and screws up the content, and then we do the normal show. It's basically John with his his pinky up his ass, and then. <laughs> so who's 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 winning the um, who's hosting more? Did John yeah. try to steal it from Dan? Or no? no, no, he didn't dethrone him. Okay. Try. He's, he's close. He should try again. I felt like those were the best episodes I had when John was trying to de- dethrone me. Meg, Meg was a pretty good host. I've heard really... that John has like Parkinson's, and it's not <laughs> what you guys said, but he has some kind of Parkinson's going on in the corner. <laughs> I'm doing my Harry Carey face. <laughs> I hate Harry Carey so much. Hey! Hey! <laughs> No, dude. Hey, so why did Chris Neville drop out? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. He felt oh. Your lack of support, man. Yeah, he, he didn't feel no. you behind him anymore. <laughs> like, literally, figuratively. <laughs> I would have been there. Yeah. I was there the whole time. He just didn't know it. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> This can't be on the show now. <laughs> I can see nobody's grown up. No, man, it's all Why exactly the same. Uh, Just as directionless. Anyway, uh, yeah, we should probably move on. It's great having Shane on. Shane, I don't know if you want to stick around or if, like, you, you, you have to get back to sleep or what, but uh, you're welcome to stay on for the whole show and hear what John and, and Kobe have to say well, about what they've been doing. Well, I we'll, think he we'll should moderate. Out. He should moderate the show. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll listen. Pretend I'm not here. Well, to be well, be honest, well, we, maybe Except we should let like Shane. heavy breathing. Because <laughs> the last time Shane was on was the Shane show when he hosted, and then he hasn't been on since. So if we let him, if we let him host... He won't be on again for like four months. Ah, uh, true. And now, now he's just here to view us. And we're going to miss like, him. He's just observing, pretend he's not here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So what have you been doing, Kobe? So, uh, obviously, I'm unemployed now. So I'm just hanging out. <laughs> and uh, so I've been working on lots of like rando business ideas that I have. So we, uh, we did the... Impact Ogden box with uh, Dan Matthews and and uh, the Indy Ogden team sold those out today. That was awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. great. I was wow. so I was so worried because I feel like Meg and I kind of shat on it last episode. A little Me? Bit. And no. I was like, oh. it's just you, Dan. It was good. <laughs> no, I'm glad to hear that you guys did well, and it was a great concept. Yeah. So we sold Where those out. You, where'd you sell them? Um, I created a marketplace for him on the Indie Ogden website. So now you can go there and you can buy a couple of t-shirts. Um, the boxes are sold out right now, but there'll be another box next week. Um, Dan's right sold out. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I, I started working on, I want to create a licensed Weber state gear. So I started that process. So we'll see. Maybe I got a, I got an idea for a, a new website. We're going to create some new designs and actually get like good Weber state gear. Cause I'm tired of the crap that. They put out, which I don't think is that good. And then uh, I made deodorant last night, and I'm wearing it today. And I'm telling you guys, this deodorant is, is good. So I, wish I could smell you. I'm like what this close. Is it? is it a flavor? Yeah. So I made uh, it's a cedar wood and uh, pine. So I smell like a tree. Dude, I'm wood. telling you. You should you should name it Dan's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's mom has got it going on. Great, great contribution, Shane. Thank you for that. She smells woody. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Oh. 
Come on, don't play into this. All right, sorry. John, what have you been doing? I don't know. I hung a bunch of drywall in my house. I went to the grocery store this morning, and I wore a mask for the first time. Everyone at the grocery store was wearing a mask. It felt so cool. Like I never thought I was going to wear one of those, but today when I did, I felt like I was in a club. I loved it. <laughs> not like a not like a a club dance club, but like a club like. Like no where girl. I was immediately looking okay. down on the people who weren't wearing a mask. Yeah, uh, like I the... was a star-bellied sneech, guys. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I was a star-bellied sneech. There is some looking down. You're right. Oh yeah, it's the best part. I didn't know. Nice. And then uh, Meg. Well, I I want to read to you. This will just give you a little clue as to what I've done this week. If you want to watch a grown man cry like a bitch. Brag about testing 1% of the population and place blame on others. 345. Now that is a Facebook post by Shane Forrester. (laughs) I mean, if you go through, you know, I'm I'm watching Trump two hours a day to get informed while you're reposting Susie the Mama 4, no friends, has two AKs, who's actually Vladimir. So, like he said earlier, he's putting out this content that I can't take my eyes off of. I don't even have to watch the presses. I just read Shane's Shane's his Facebook. Yeah. So that's my week. Because I got a question for Shane. I cannot believe you're watching all of those presidential briefings. Like you're the only person I know every (laughs) fucking day. (laughs) I, I love them. It's so entertaining to me. I mean, two hours a day. Sometimes it goes on for three hours when he when he's feeling really good about himself. The one where he read the headlines from the newspapers about yeah. himself and then read quotes about himself on the from the articles. I died. You got you got to listen. Uh, not today, but yesterday when um, the chick from NPR. She's awesome, and Trump hates her. She says. Why do you take it so personal when people say there's not enough testing going on? It's not your fault. It's it's just kind of the way it is. And Trump, you could tell, he kind of goes, who says there's not enough testing? And she's like, everybody. And then he goes, <laughs> then his response was, well, everybody just loves Trump. I mean, I'm up here for a reason. It's like, what the hell? I just wish Saturday Night Live would just play live clips of Trump. I don't even need that. I just read Shane's Facebook posts, and it is my favorite thing. I mean, it it is. It's it's entertaining to watch him every day. You guys need to do it. I want you to do it for us, Shane, for our YouTube. Just cut down those things into small bits, and then you just talk over them like Mystery Science Theater. Just react. If I read them monotone, I think they'd be awesome. Read the transcripts of them. Yes. That's really yes. good. I think okay. we found our second show. Dude, that could <laughs> work. Because, like, do you guys, do you remember when Mark Hamill read Trump's tweets using the Joker voice? <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was pretty good. What? No. That could be Shane. Well, I haven't done anything. I um, I ordered brought- a mask. I ordered a Lucha mask to go out into wow. public with. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for it. Shit doesn't cover your mouth or your nose. It does. This one does. If you're familiar with the... Lucha Mystico or uh, Sin Cara is when he came over to the States. 
He's got this covered, and then his eyes and his nose are covered. It's such a cool mask. His I'm, eyes are covered. His eyes are covered, too. Stop it, are John. Are you wearing the full body tights, too, Dan, when you go out? That's that's just a, that's a Mrs. That's, Martinez only yeah, thing. That's bedroom stuff. <laughs> that's bedroom stuff. That's where he practices his moves. She'd be so upset if she heard you say that. <laughs> I know. Say that. I picture Nacho Libre. Right. Ouch. No, no, no. More like Rey Mysterio, but taller. I like Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that guy's legit. There you go. See. Um. So we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. When we come back, it's been great catching up with you, Shane. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna have a conversation with Sadie Smith, who owns the Grounds for Coffee on Twenty Fifth Street and uh, not McKady. Gosh, where's the other? Ogden Regional. Ogden Regional. Um, and we're gonna get a, a we're gonna have a conversation about uh, what it's like to own the business here in Ogden and her uh, her struggle getting uh, getting around this COVID nineteen and the small business loan thing. Hey, JC Peeps, it's Colby, and I want to tell you about our new home, Foley's MMA. Foley's MMA offers classes in boxing, kickboxing, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu for ages 5 to adult. All experience levels are welcome. It's owned and operated by our good friends, Disco Dave and Sana Foley, at 31st and Washington Boulevard in downtown Ogden, if you know where it is. It's right next to Kiesel, uh, the Kiesel Services place. So uh, I came to Foley's MMA, uh, gosh, it's been a while ago. And uh, I really wanted to uh, help out in the community. I helped uh, Dave and Sana start a nonprofit that helps kids uh, get in here and uh, get their, get uh, learn how to box and those kinds of things. And so uh, from there, my wife started coming. She's been um, almost weekly attendant here at Foley's MMA. Uh, loves it. Always loves her gym family. And so if you want to be a part of that gym family, you should come on down too. So if you're interested or just curious, check them out at foleysmma.com or follow them on social media to learn about upcoming classes they've got a lot of them uh it's a solid gym with good folks and a great place to learn train and get in shape so oh the last most important piece officially approved by john miles so check them out welcome back to the show uh we have here uh sadie smith has agreed to come onto the show in the virtual octagon to talk about uh her time on uh on being a business owner in ogden and um, how her kind of the process that she had to go through for um, the small business, uh, uh, what would you call it? It's, um, the, it's the Paycheck Protection, uh, paycheck program. protection program. Yeah. Um, well, I guess trying to get that uh, help from the government, right? Not, uh, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how, so how to start that. Off, she's the, you own Grants for Coffee. Oh, yeah. I, I, duh. You own. Yeah. But so Grants for Coffee, 25th Street, you own run that, right? Yeah, that's my shop. So Grounds for Coffee, 25th Street, and um, like John said, the Grounds for Coffee Ogden Regional as well. Um, we just celebrated our 11-year anniversary Woo-hoo. while we were in quarantine. Congrats. <laughs> so it wasn't as fun as it was last year, um, but we did a fun little virtual coffee date. So. Are so you open right shop. now? No. No. How long have you been closed? Um, we just hit three weeks. So today is March three weeks that we've been closed. Um, I made the decision pretty early on to do take- takeout only. 
before we were required to. It just felt right. And, you know, my shop's not set up real well to not just hang out there. Our counter's really far back. Like, you have to walk in really through the shop to even get to the counter. Um, so we did takeout only, and I started some online ordering. But things moved so fast those first few weeks. So I think we did takeout only. A couple days later, I had our online ordering set up. And then that only lasted a couple of days before, you know, we were still getting so much support, which is fantastic, but it also felt really irresponsible. Um, I think our incredible Ogden community feels a real responsibility to keep all of us small businesses open. And so I felt really bad keeping everybody in that position, um, but we were still maintaining way more sales than I was comfortable with. So I finally just decided, you know, for my staff who was starting to get uncomfortable and we were still getting 80 people a day in there and that just didn't feel right. So we decided to close down. Right now we technically could still be open um, with a few adjustments, take out only, only so many people in the shop at once, but coffee is not essential. That seems to be the, the constant balance is protecting your employees, but also trying to maintain this business. And I think it's pretty, it says a lot about grounds for coffee that you did think, how do I keep my customers and my employees healthy? Thank you. I've battled. I mean, it's been three weeks now and I go back and forth on, was that the right decision or not? And it really was truly to keep not just my employees safe. I mean, they did such a great job letting me stay home with my kids right away to do distance schooling with them um, without putting them in the shop and putting them at risk too. But it, so it wasn't just for my employees, but it was for the community because really I think people feel such a huge push right now to go support their local businesses. And it's kind of a catch 22 because it is so important, but then that's so many people going out still when they should be staying home, you know? Mm, so we're not yeah. something that you can really support online. I mean, right now we've got a digital tip jar that goes straight to my staff. Um, it's split up between them. And then we still Does it have the poll available. questions? Does it have yes, the poll questions <laughs> for the day? Okay. Okay. That's great. It does. It started off with who got famous faster? Is it Lizzo or COVID-19? Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, COVID won that one. And right now it's do you like your peeps soft or stale? Oh, I love that you didn't use hard. That's very nice of you to not say soft yeah. or hard because it just, yeah, mm -hmm. hard would automatically lose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, would it? I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of good. Take mine hard. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the show. Oh, I love that you yeah. asked that, though. As I was setting it up, you know, I'm like intermittent sobbing, setting up all this stuff, especially the digital tip jar because it was just so fresh. Like, I'm closing my shop for the first time. I mean, we're open on Christmas. Because people want to. I'm not a crazy boss that makes people work, but we always have volunteer employees that want to work Christmas. You know, so we just don't close. So I'm kind of sobbing, filling this out, and it's just so emotional. And then I went, we still have to do a tip jar question. Yeah. <laughs> so I really love that you asked that because it was important and it was, you know, a little bit of sunshine in that sad moment. Well, so Sadie, I, I wondered if you would uh, maybe talk about how did you get started uh, with Grounds for Coffee? I mean, you've been the owner now for 11 years. Um, how, did, how did that begin? Where, where did you get started? And then talk about, you know, that process leading up to you becoming the owner and that day that you, you know, you got the keys. Sure. I, I love my story so much. Um, and mostly because it just doesn't really make sense. It just, that shop chose me 100%. I remember when I was 14 years old. 
nothing monumental happening at all. I was walking from my kitchen to my living room and this thought just fell on my shoulders that I want to open a coffee shop one day. And it came out of nowhere, but it hit so hard that I remember it still. I remember that moment. And at that point, I don't think I've even ever stepped foot in a coffee shop. Um, but fast forward a couple of years, my second job I ever had was at Starbucks in the Salt Lake Airport. So it was my first time really making coffee, and I loved it. I loved it so much, and especially at the airport. Um, it's so diverse. You get so many people. Mm. You're people watching, and you're just busy, and it's fast-paced, and you're making people happy. <laughs> like, you have somebody a cup of coffee, and even if they're super grumpy, you just made their day a little better. Um, so that was when I was 16, and I did that for a little while. Um, got into a really bad time of my life. I was in an abusive relationship and became a teenage mom. And when I left that situation with a five-month-old, I was 19, um, I moved back in with my mom, and she suggested that I go apply at Grounds for Coffee because it was really close to where we lived. Um, I had coffee shop experience, and it was my family who started around Pizza Runner for a really long time. So it was right mm. next door. You know, it all just kind of makes sense. I miss Pizza Runner so much. Oh, me too. I mean, no dig on Taboo, but man – those jalapeno cheese sticks, legendary, man. Well, and pre-pools owning the pizza runner, too. I mean, no shade of the pools, but it changed a lot. Yeah, like I when really I was when I was like 19, 20, yeah, it was much, much better. Yeah, before they ripped all the posters off the wall, the band posters, like layers and layers of band posters all the way back to the early 90s. It was cool. Yeah. But so one week after leaving this bad relationship and starting my life over, I got an interview. I had the grounds for coffee up on 30th and Harrison there, um, started two days later and it shaped me to be who I am now so much. Just that time at that location. Um, like I said, I was really restarting my life over kind of from ground zero. And I saw so many different opportunities there. I learned that it was really okay to be different because when you're in a coffee shop, everyone's different. There's misfits, there's religious groups, there's college students, there's homeless people and Ogden millionaires. You know what I mean? Like you just get, yes, I think that's what I love most about grounds for coffee is you can feel that probably you've been through your paces, like you said. So everybody and what they've gone through or what they're going through is welcome to come and hang out. Yeah. And it's all celebrated. Like you just do you. And as long as you're cool and nice, you know, that's what matters. And so I learned a lot of things, I think, kind of um, just after getting out of an abusive relationship, it was really emotionally abusive. So it was hard to kind of come out of that shell and grounds really, really let me do that. So um, I met my actually my ex-husband I met there and we had been dating for a little while and he wanted to open a business that had always been something he wanted to do. And one day he asked if I wanted to open a grounds for coffee with them. And I said, oh, my gosh, this has always been something that I really wanted to do. Like, this is my dream, but I kind of always thought I would just do it when I was retired. Little do I know it's actually a lot of work. It's not this <laughs> vacation that I thought that it was. Um, I love it, but it's not a vacation. So we spoke with Dan and Susie. We let him know that that was something we wanted to do, um, looked into what a franchise looks like. And at that time, I had worked there for about two years. I'd been there for a couple years. And there's a Grounds for Coffee in Roy. It's not there anymore, um, but it was there for seven years or so, maybe 10. And she was getting ready to sell. And so we looked into that. I was 
applying for my business license online when I got a call from her that said that she sold it to somebody else. Oh. So yeah, that felt like this big kind of blow to the plan. Um, but I think that it was the very next day I was talking to Susie online. I was going to Weber State. Colby, he'll be proud of that. That's um, right. I remember, <laughs> I remember being between classes and calling Susie and letting her know what had happened the night before. And she said, you know, Dan and I were thinking, though, how would you feel about taking over the 25th Street shop? And it, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, how would I feel about that? Are you kidding me? The 25th Street shop? Like, that's amazing. That's incredible. Um, I'd only worked there a couple of times, but she said, yeah, we think, you know, they just didn't have the time that it needed or the energy to put into it. And we started doing paperwork almost immediately. And the day after my 22nd birthday, everything became final. So April 1st, 2009, um, they just handed over this coffee shop to me on a silver platter. I paid them payments for equipment and stuff for a few years. And they just went, here's a coffee shop. Will you run it? Huh. And yeah. I did. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I've never taken a business class. I knew I could make good coffee, but I've been playing that um, fake it till you make it running a business <laughs> role for a while now <laughs> and learning as I go. But that's how, that's how I became coffee shop owner. The coffee shop owner. I mean, that's, that's oh. the stop off on 25th street for sure. For me and my kids and oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I love to hear that so much. I really do. Especially with all the new competition we've had um, coming in. It's nice to know that people still respect the OGs. Yeah. It's like a staple in Ogden. Uh, the whole school thing kind of makes me laugh a little because uh, um, I was told by a very successful businessman, not myself, that uh, uh, really the the education is like the school of hard knocks, right? It's like when it's it's being a business owner and doing that. Like there's no substitution for actually just getting down in the in the nitty gritty and and actually owning the business. Yeah, and you learn from your mistakes real fast because real they're fast. usually pretty or, costly. <laughs> yeah, or or you don't own a business anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember, um, so it didn't take long for my ex-husband to pull himself out. It was, you know, it wasn't what he really wanted to do. Like he thought he had, so I was running it by myself pretty early on, um, like maybe two years in. But I remember at that time, I didn't know when I needed to pay taxes or how to file them. That was the stuff he did and thinking, wow, we're doing really good. There's a lot of money in the bank. And then <laughs> you're like, oh, that scary letter from the IRS. <laughs> so I've learned I've learned a thing or two about how that stuff works. That's so true because I can think of like so many, so many people that I went through the MBA program at Weber and like so many of them were just, you know, going through the motions. They were getting this MBA just so that they could get a promotion on base. And I guarantee, Sadie, that you could probably, you know, run circles around some of those people because like you, like you said, Dan, the school of hard knocks is rough and unforgiving and doing it is <laughs> so much different than just running a simulation in class where it's like, okay, we ran the supply chain. Like, no, man, you didn't do it for real. Not for real. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there's anywhere written how to handle a pandemic. There's no business section on pandemic. From higher up that we didn't get. Um, But yeah, not something I ever thought that I'd have to navigate through. That's for sure. And, you know, I think it really kind of shows who the leaders are too. 
that there's people that are handling this very poorly, obviously, you guys know. Um, but there's local people that are handling this poorly too. My husband works on base and that's been kind of a sad thing to watch mm -hmm. to see even just his first line, how not leadership they are. You know, they're not available for their people who are, everyone's panicking. It's a scary thing. Well, that's what I wanted to say when you were talking about deciding to close down for a little while earlier. It's like you have a bunch of employees who, you know, should be choosing to stay home. But if you're not shutting down, then they're feeling like they have to be there. And so it is just great leadership on your part. Um, yeah, they're, we're such a family that they want yeah. to protect all of us, right? Like everybody just wants to do their part. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you about because the other thing that I, I've, I've always known your shop for is your community presence. Like, I mean, you guys are involved in nonprofits. There's all kinds of groups that are meeting at your shop all the time. And it's like, I mean, yeah, politics or like, I know computer guys that go there. I know uh, just kind of everything. So is that, I'm, is that something you deliberately have tried to build or did that just kind of come organically to you? How did that work? Yeah, I think it just kind of comes with the territory, really, really, truly. I think it's a place, like we were talking about earlier, so diverse. And if you just create a safe place, and I think that's been my motto for a long time, that this is a safe place for everybody. And as long as you are not making it not a safe place for somebody, then you're welcome. But if you come in, I mean, I remember being up at the Harrison shop and there was a group of um, atheists that would come in there and meet. Oh, yeah. And there was, I think, maybe I'm getting it mixed up. The atheists are at my shop now. Anyway, there was a religious group of sorts that would meet. And then there was this Christian group that would come. And this Christian group would get so passive aggressive with this other group that they all of a sudden made it not a safe place, right? So... You might be coming and um, buying coffee and supporting my business financially. But if you're doing that kind of stuff and making it not a safe place for anybody else, then that, then it's just not okay. And so I think drawing those boundaries kind of early on helped create that. You know, <clears throat> I it agree. Was, Even if it, it comes with the territory, you really fostered it, I think. Thanks, lot. John. Well, yeah. I learned pretty early too that. Uh, you know, I used to be really scared. Customers always right, right? And um, I grew up being a female that was, um, what's the best way to say it? Um, sexualized a lot, right? Like old men hitting on me from a very young age, all of that stuff that you kind of just get used to and it's not okay. But it took me owning my shop and seeing that happen to employees and stuff to be like, wait a minute, that's not okay. And you don't get to do that. And if I say something to you and you get mad and never come back, I don't care. <laughs> you yeah, know, so but it took me a while to realize that, that those aren't the people that I want at my shop anyway. So if I stand up for myself or allow my employees to have that voice to stand up for themselves too, then it's only going to, affect the people we don't want to be there anyway and so we've had some great successes with that anyway we've had people that come in after and apologize and go okay you were right my behavior is really wrong I want to apologize which is great or we've had people that just don't come back which is also just fine <laughs> yeah it, there's definitely like a balancing act there uh I feel um like how how much 
uh, of yourself that you put out there to your business in your business because your business is very much you and your business are intertwined so much. Um, it's like, okay, this is who I am, and this is the type of space that I'm trying to build for the community. You like it, you like it, you don't. You know, there's other places to go get coffee, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how many? So as far as like uh, employees wise, between the your your shop downtown and then the one in in McKay D. Mm-hmm. Oh, how many uh, uh employees do you have i have about a dozen at any given time okay and and how have they have they been um in contact with you about like okay because you've you've they're no longer working right so are is this like an unemployment thing or are they getting um st- are you are you still paying them so this was, I mean, it was kind of a group decision. Everybody was on board when I decided to close. Um, but I let everybody know really early on, like, let me know if you're not okay financially. Like, I will, I'll take out loans that I have to pay the rest of my life if it means that you can pay your rent through this, right? If we decide to close, because that's not okay. And I think that was a big part of my juggling out trying to decide to close or not was that people's livelihoods are in my hands. Right. But also people's lives are in my hands, and that's a shitty position to be in. Um, But so I let them know early on, here's unemployment information. Here's how you can apply if we get to that point. Um, Once we decided to close the doors, again, I said, okay, here's unemployment. Here's unemployment. Yeah, so that's what they're doing now. We do have the digital tip jar. Um, So this last Friday was the first check that they didn't get. So I'm not still able to pay them. Um, that's one of my biggest costs is paying employees. And I just don't have, um, I think one of the really tricky parts about that was that everybody doesn't work consistent hours, you know? So I've got a few that work about the same amount of hours every week, but not necessarily. And then I also have this kind of divide between, um, my older employees, you know, I've got two that have been there for seven years, one that's been there for six um, one that just passes three year. And then I have a couple, I mean, I guess I have somebody who's been there for two years also. And then a few who haven't been there that long. Um, but it's kind of split in half of older employees that are twenties, thirties who mm. have their own house and like real bills to pay, you know, they buy their own groceries and they have their rent payments. Um, and then I've got about half that are still pretty young. Maybe they live at home still, and so their financial situation isn't as scary. So what we did was we set up the digital tip jar, which was um, an idea that a customer had that they sent us. And I loved it so much. And we have seen so much support over that. And so this last Friday was the first paycheck that they would have missed. And so we sent out payments for the digital tip jar. And I just asked my staff, you know, if anybody wants to opt out of it because you feel financially stable right now, then let me know. Doesn't mean that you're out for good. And we had quite a few that opted out so that the other ones could get a little bit more, which was great. Um, and that was about the time that stimulus checks were coming out too. So by next pay period, I'm hoping to have money in the bank that's real and um, unemployment figured out. You know, so it's been things have changed so quickly through all of this. And so we're kind of just taking it play by play every step of the way. Yeah, I was going to ask. Like, it sounds like you have to be pretty patient 
you know, navigating when you'll have money. And I mean, that amount of patience has got to be a little bit anxiety inducing. It is. Yeah. I definitely have bad moments where all of a sudden I go, Oh my gosh, (laughs) what are we going to (laughs) do? How are we going to pay, you know, just operating expenses while we're closed? And I've got some last resort stuff, um, last resort financial help. And also, Right don't now. sell your kidney, Sadie. You <laughs> kidney. Don't. No That's ice bath. Last, last resort um, when the hospitals reopen for those things. <laughs> Good but we do have, um, right now we can be open. So my last ditch effort before borrowing any money that's not tied to this SBA PPP loan stuff um, is that I can go in and work a few hours, you know, like shortened hours, maybe Monday through Friday. I can do curbside without making my employees do that, but maybe just enough to at least make rent. So there's, I mean, there's options there for us. We're not one of the businesses that's been forced to close down. So I guess on that sense, I do feel fortunate that we have that option. Um, I still think it's the more responsible choice to be closed down, but I do know that I can fall back on that if needed. So there are those stimulus options for you though, right? Like, the loan programs or whatever? Let me tell you, this has been so frustrating um, from somebody who doesn't know any business stuff that I'm still learning. Just all of that language is really hard. And so at the beginning of this year, I started um, sending my payroll to a different company to do, which turned out to be really awesome in all of this because these big old glitches <laughs> are things that I really would rather leave to the professionals. So I'm really glad that that's there. Um, but I had those guys sending me information about this EIDL and the PPP. And then I had my accountant sending me stuff, but nothing made sense. And every question that I asked, they were like, you know, just apply for whatever you can. And I'm like, but I don't know. And they're like, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> like, there's just not a lot of information on it. So I'm thinking, okay, these guys think that I'm asking questions that are above this ground level of understanding, right? That it's so obvious to them that they think that I'm just asking questions that are over my own head. No, I don't know what the plan was with those at all. Um, But now I know that really, truly, neither did they. There was so little information. Exactly. I mean, and that's the thing that's so funny is that they can look at you like that when I mean, you have the top mind supposedly giving out millions of dollars to chains and to come. So clearly, even at the top, they had no idea how this was all going to work or how this was going to be sold out. There was some kind of a a loophole, I guess, that uh, some of the bigger chains that had subsidiaries, I guess, could also apply for this small business loan stuff, right? And so a lot of the the really um, the, the more small businesses that were legit small businesses owned by you know regular people, not other corporations. The Sadie Smiths of the world. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't get the chance to <laughs> to really get in. Uh, what was what was your initial thought when you saw this coming out? Uh, and and like, can you walk us through what you did? to like apply for it. I mean, I know, yeah. did, did you, did you apply for it? Did you have, you said you had other, the, the payroll company. No, yeah. The- so I still applied. Yep. I would just, I mean, they were sending out information, what they could and their understanding of it. Um, which really not that they don't know what they're doing. They're fantastic, but really there just wasn't information. And so the last person that I talked to 
about it before I applied was Dan Daly, who owns the franchise. Um, so, I mean, he and I, we've known each other for almost 15 years now. He's so great. And before he bought Grounds for Coffee back in 91, he was a banker. So he's in <laughs> that side of it and also little me side of it where he understands that I really am asking the basic, basic questions. And his response was, just apply anywhere that you can. And even if you get approved for more, you don't have to take it, but just get the application in. And I was like, okay, that I can do. <laughs> that makes sense. Look at like, go now, ask questions later, pretty much. So um, it was the day after I spoke with him about that. America First sent me an email. That's how I bank through all my personal, all my business stuff. Um, you know, I've got loans through them before. We've got a good history. So they sent out an email that said, hey, we are an approved SBA lender. We want to help you through this. Just fill out this application. We'll get back to you. So I was like, cool. This is where yeah. I'll do it. This is how I apply. It's my bank already. Super duper easy. Took five minutes to apply. Um, and some of the questions are, do you have 500 or less employees? Which I think has been one of those kind of trigger points for everybody else that um, that has been a blurred line. You know, that the 500 employees is maybe per location to some of these yeah, huge yeah. companies. Yep. Which who has more than 500 people working at one restaurant? You know, that's a lot. So those were some of the questions. Um, it didn't ask for a lot. It asked for what my average payroll expenses are. And even that, so I sent that out to my payroll company and went, hey, can you give me a number for this? And she sent me just reports from the last couple months. And I said, which number do I use? And she said, well, I would use the one that gives you the most money. And I went, okay, so really we can kind of play this by ear and ask for forgiveness later if needed. Um, so I put the higher amount down for what my monthly payroll cost is. And it has you multiply it by two and a half because, you know, that's supposed to be the amount of time where this is all done and we're all fine. And that was it. So I did that. I waited a I'm couple sure. days. Did I didn't hear from him. Oh, did it sorry, ask John. if you were uh, like laying off employees or still paying employees? Did it ask that kind of stuff? Yeah. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I filled out so many forms now with like unemployment and stuff that I don't remember, but it was really fast. Um, I think maybe I asked at what date did this start and what's the projected end date? Um, and maybe if we've closed our doors, I'm not positive though. I'm sorry. Okay. It's really easy to look up the application, though, if you do want to look into that to clarify some things. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. That's what I thought. Um, well, and I think that it reiterates sort of like what you talked about earlier, Sadie, where it was like nobody really knew, right? Like they're asking you for like these concrete dates. And it's like nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows that. You know, the governors don't know. The president doesn't know. So how can they expect you to know? So you're just putting dates in there. But it's like you have no idea. No one has any yeah. idea. I think I put July 1st because that was fair enough. I mean, at know. the time it was way out there. Now it seems a lot closer. <laughs> There's no way we right? can miss the 4th of July. I mean, it's oh. the American way, COVID. <laughs> but parades. Oh, I miss par I want parades so bad. I'm hoping that at least we can have parades. <laughs> we can't. Parades yeah. aren't happening. Let's already just settle in. There's no Yeah, parade. I hate to be the, yeah. Sweaty palms and taffy throwing and what? No. Oh, and kids, kids, kids with all their like just the stickiness yeah. from their face. Hey, you guys aren't gonna ruin oh this for me. God. No. 
the other day, somebody somebody posted they were like a cesspool of bacteria. And is everybody a germaphobe now? Right? Like it's not just us in this house. Everybody's a germaphobe. Yeah, there's a lot of hand washing. Although my kid yesterday was sweating from jumping on the trampoline and he just decided to spit in his hand and wipe it on his forehead to cool down. So I don't think he's worried about COVID. Not from himself so today. <laughs> so I get day- my own car and I'm like, oh, my <laughs> steering wheel is disgusting. <laughs> Everything freaks me out. I feel like that in my car. So the other is day, your some- car dirty? Mine is. <laughs> Somebody posted about, uh, they were like, what's your favorite memory of being a kid in Ogden? And mine was the Ogden Street Festival. You guys remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh, he's nodding over here, too. The street festival was amazing. And so all I these... always... I'm sorry, Colby. I always remember those lizards on the wire, right? Yeah, those were great. Yes. But then Josh always goes, I remember the ninja shooting stars. <laughs> like, right. oh, that's why. <laughs> or the switchblades, too. That's... Oh, yeah. And that makes me go, oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> uh, the switchblade combs, you mean? Or the actual switchblades? No, that was when they sold real stuff. Yeah, it's, it's blow darts. Oh, he says blow darts and real switchblades, Dan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't grow up in Ogden. I mean, maybe, kind of. <laughs> That's why we don't have the street fest anymore. You lost, dude. Missed out. Yeah, wow. you did. The chili cook-off. My mom won second place in the chili cook-off, sponsored by Peeps Runner one year. I remember All that. Right. We nice. got a pretty sweet gift card to Smith & Edwards. <laughs> yeah. Remember. Shout out to Steph Casey. So... Sadie, you so you you went through the applications, and then how long did it take before you really started to get answers from the government about what was going to happen, or have you not gotten answers yet? You're still just kind of waiting. Like, what's the what's the current status, and kind of like how did you lead up to today? What's happened since the applications that you filled out? A lot. It's been such a roller coaster. It's been okay. such a roller coaster. So I filled it out, um, waited a couple of days, you know, and. These days are blurred together a lot, so I could be off a little bit. Um, But I waited a couple of days and went, hey, I haven't heard anything back. So I went into my email to make sure that I really sent it, that it wasn't sitting in my drafts. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I did my part, right? Better double check. Well, it was there, but then I decided um, there was kind of some wonky stuff on the application anyway. Like it was supposed to let you fill in blanks where it wasn't letting me fill in. So I thought, okay, I'm going to just go back into their website, log in and reapply now. So I applied twice, both to America First, both through my business account. And then, um, so then I knew like, okay, I've really got the application in, it's solid. A few more days, so probably a week after the initial application, um, I got that horrible email that I think a lot of people got that they woke up to um, from America First that said, if you haven't received a call from us yet, then you probably didn't make the first round of funding. And we will keep applications. We'll still process the ones that we have in queue, but we won't accept any more. Just in case there's more money available, we'll start to process these ones. So that was probably my darkest day yet. That's when I came. And would you consider that that you moved pretty fast on that? Yeah. So the very first day that it um, came out, I mean, AFCU, America First is an SBA lender already, right? So they sent out an email that first day that it was that you could start applying and it was almost immediate that I turned it in with them. I and this like is those businesses are the same assholes that got the Pearl Jam ticket somehow, even though I was on there for hours <laughs> and somehow they got in there and got the tickets. I mean, who are these people that are beating everyone else? Like, who are you? 
I don't know, but I kind of want to know them. Yeah, yeah you want to get in the club, right? Flip. Yeah. Have them over for a barbecue, maybe. Except they get for the not. loan first, and they get the tickets first. Sucks. But, uh, yeah, that was, it was a terrible, it was a really, really hard day. It's when I realized, okay, I have enough to make rent for May, and that's going to buy me only one more month, which didn't seem like very much at all. Um, it made me realize that I am small potatoes in this, that there was a lot. I mean, I woke up to that email and then also scrolling through social media. That's what you saw everywhere was our friends and our neighbors and our local businesses all saying, where's this money? Like none of them got it. And mm -hmm. business owners that I respect and know that they know a whole lot more about me with these things, with running businesses and doing the finance part and they didn't get funding either. Um, so it just felt really insanely heavy and dark that day. Um, and then about three o'clock in the afternoon, I got a call from America first. And I was like, oh my gosh, now, like, did I make it through? And what she told me was um, I needed to send in verification that was not a part of the original application process. Um, and she sent a new application because they had changed it since I first applied. So she said, I'm sending you a new application, fill it out online and send in this verification, which was payroll reports. Um, I think maybe there was some crumminess happening in numbers there because that wasn't a part initially. And so I sent those things in and she said, we'll send it to underwriting. So then I got kind of this like insane false hope of, okay, I did make the first round. Yeah. They just sent out the email prematurely and I got this call. So I made it, right? And so then there was kind of this other heaviness of, shit, I made it, but these guys didn't. Mm -hmm. And you feel really yeah. bad about Blue that. Guilt. Survivor's guilt. Yeah, I mean awful um i sent in the information right away and then i was rereading their original email so then they sent out another one again that night saying basically the same thing the money's gone we're not accepting new applications um but as i was deleting old emails i read that initial one again and saw the part i think the first time i kind of just got like blurry and dizzy and didn't read it very thoroughly just that the money was gone um but then I saw the part where they will still keep processing applications that were in the queue so I think that's where I am I haven't seen any money um and this was what day was this Thursday this was Thursday oh. that I got that call so I was really hopeful for Thursday and Friday going okay maybe this is it and still I haven't seen anything so I'm not sure where I stand now I don't know if I was part of that first tier and America first kind of has the amount of money that they were allocated and they're still distributing it. I'm not sure if that's how it worked or if I was just in the queue and they were processing it until more money is available. I don't know. Well, it's at that exact same time that it's in the newspapers all over that, not the newspapers, but in the news, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the programs run out of money, right? You're just like, Oh, I didn't make the first cut. Oh, and everybody says there's no money left. Yeah, yeah. So it was reading that email. Like, I mean, I think I read it actually in the middle of the night who's sleeping right now, right? Um, but then it was when I woke up in the morning and was scrolling that I went, oh my gosh, like the money's gone, like gone, gone. And then you saw, I'm sure you guys saw the article about Ruth's Chris, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse that got yep. 20 million bucks. Yeah. And 5,000 employees, $42 million in profits. And so 
it was waking up to that email and then seeing all my friends and neighbors and local businesses and then those articles. And it was just this dizzy, gross, awful, helpless feeling of we're not getting taken care of. We're really not, not from who should be taking care of us. I mean, our community really is stepping up, but our community should be staying home and they shouldn't have to be stepping up. It should be the people above us that, you know, our leaders who should be taking care of us. That we care to where our taxes go. What about landlords? Like, uh, have have they been pretty flexible about rent and? Um... So I think I'm in a unique situation there too, where my landlords are Dan and Susie, so they're the oh. ones who own the grounds for coffee franchise. They own the building, um, so they definitely have an interest in keeping my business going because my yeah. business is their business. Um, And they know that it's a very successful branch of their business. But I also know that they sit on this building and they don't own it outright. So they still have payments that they need to make to the bank. And between me and the yoga studio upstairs, they're not making money off of our rent. They're paying their monthly. And that's about it. You know, between... um, So you don't want to leave them hanging either. You don't feel a certain amount of responsibility towards them. Yeah. And I think I imagine, I mean, Dan is such a smart businessman and they have a couple of properties. They own the taboo pizza building as well. Um, so they've got, you know, they've got a lot out there, but he also really knows what he's doing as far as bank stuff. And I don't think that they've gotten funding either. So that's coming from somebody who really knew what he was doing, who was walking me through it and didn't hear anything. Um, when we talked that morning as well. So I think he's being smart enough, though, that when he's asking for money, that he's aware of his real estate interests and the situation that we're in. But we haven't discussed it yet. It's not something I even want to put on his plate until I know that it's my last resort. So what do you do now? You just wait? Um, I just sit home and day drink and distance school my kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, oh, just yeah, like the we rest wait. of us. People have asked if I have a plan of when we're going to reopen. But that's kind of the thing is that we're not forced to be closed right now. So I could open tomorrow, but. I'll come make some drinks. I am so (laughs) freaking good at Kerrig. I can do it. Kerrig. (laughs) I'll take a decent shot of espresso and then tell me about your Kerrig. I love that, that a lot of businesses are getting more online now and doing a lot more online ordering. But that's got to be a pretty substantial investment that you'd have to put in to kind of open up to gear toward curbside and people ordering online and stuff, right? You know, you I did that, that kind of right at the beginning of this. So, um, like I said earlier, we did um, our dining room was closed before that was mandated. So I feel like I was a little ahead of cur- the curve on that. And that gave me time um, to set up our online. And it really wasn't hard. We've used Square since oh, they were in beta. I was like, just going to say, oh, that's true. Square is the Square is where it's at, man. They have shown up really, so they yeah. are waiving any subscription fees. Um, oh, nice. Like right now, you can have like employees on time cards. You can have invoices. There's so many different like Square components now, and they're offering all subscriptions for free, including the online store e-gift cards they're not charging extra for any of that i mean still processing fees that's it so they got like a marketing thing too right yeah yep they're incredible and they so at the beginning of this i was like oh square has square capital you can get like 
two-day loans from Square. They don't ask for any information because they have your sales history right there. They just take it from your deposits each day until it's paid off. Like, it's incredible. So I was wow. like, no, I've got Square Capital. I'm not freaking out. Well, Square Capital is closed. Um, and they mm -hmm. were trying really hard to become an SBA lender as well. And as soon as they did, the application process was closed. So I think that Damn. they'll be available as an outlet once there's more money, whenever we can decide on that. Um, but they've really made stuff easy. So setting up my online store was actually a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it wasn't hard. It's set up right with your register. So all of my products were already in there, which was easy. Nice. But because we've been with them for so long, I mean, I've been with Square really since they were in beta. I remember setting up my whole register when I was on maternity leave with my daughter, who's about to turn nine. So Square has changed a lot since I first entered everything in, which means that all of my items in the register have kind of evolved, but not in the way that makes it look easy on Square. Just that I've gone, oh, this is an option now, so we'll add it here. So it was kind of this messy thing that we're all just used to because we ring people up and it's just the way it is. But to make that make sense for customers took some work. And then, you know, we asked so many questions with each drink. Do you want all five shots of espresso? Do you want a flavor in there? Do you want any, is regular dairy milk okay? Any whipped cream on top? So all these things that um, we kind of guide the customer to in ordering that, one of the biggest things I didn't want in all of this was having drink screw ups, right? And having people upset yeah. that it wasn't made right or coming back in. Um, so that was kind of tricky to make sure that each individual drink had all the options that it needed that were cleaned up from what we're used to and making the required options required and um, letting people know on drinks that maybe don't get charged for a syrup flavor that you can tell us what syrup without adding it, you know, so there is definitely some trickiness to it, but Square made it really easy. And like you said, John, it's great because people are moving their stuff online. And this is something that probably I should have done years ago um, that would have been really helpful to us, beneficial or just looked good to have an online presence. It's nice. Um, the only website we had before this was a part of the franchise. So it's just groundsforcoffee.com and it kind of links to everybody's store, but just like our Facebook page and people don't need to be directed there. But now we have an actual website where it's online ordering um, and it's really cool. We can put different stuff up there. So right now, if you go check us out, um, it pops up right. The first of the screen is our digital tip jar right there, kind of in your face. So that was a cool thing to be able to do instead of hiding it away. Organizing it was a lot of fun, a little frustrating, but it was a fun challenge. Uh, that kept me distracted during the first few days of this, which was nice. Now I don't have that distraction, and it's kind of making me crazy. That's why we started Trivia Tuesday. <laughs> That's just a distraction for me. Well, that's but, great. So yeah, that was that was a cool part to be able to add to it. And before we get um, back open at Ogden Regional, because we closed there about a week before we closed 25th Street, just because my employees weren't comfortable working anymore. Mm. You know, they would hear nurses talk in the hospital about positive cases that weren't being reported, stuff oh. like that. And, you know, it might have been hearsay or the nurses being nervous or only hearing part of it, but it was really causing this nervousness for them. So we closed that one pretty early on. Um, but that's a goal I have now is to get that one online, which will be great. I think that the administration there will be really happy for that. Yeah, right. Need their coffee. 
Yes, I've got a to-do list for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah. as far as opening, that's just when it feels safe again. And I don't know if that means that we'll open limited for a little while first, or if we'll just wait until we feel really good about opening our dining room. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, but things are changing really fast. Wow. Yeah. It seems like everybody says you got to <clears throat> stagger it. You got to go back. No dining room for a while. It's going to be a while like that. Yeah. Running in phases or something. Yeah. Well, Sadie, um, thank you for coming on the show and yeah, talking about you your experience and, yeah, so and just thanks for being a presence in Ogden. Really. Um, I, we don't, I live in Clinton, so I don't really go, uh, as often as like John and Kobe do, but like, I know that's a, that's a thing for us in the winter when we go see the, the little lights, it's like, okay, we got to stop for hot chocolate. So, uh, we appreciate you and, and all the best, um, and take care. Uh, I know you're going to take care of your employees, but also, you know, take care of family as well. Yeah. Thank you so much guys. Thanks for having me on here. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so a couple of action items I have for this conversation was, of course, like we've talked about here, support <laughs> support local small businesses like Sadie's by going online, purchasing gift cards. That really will help her out right now, and you can yeah. obviously redeem those later when they're back. You know, whether that's curbside or whether you know it's fully open again, uh, the gift cards can really help them out right now. And then the Congress is talking about this right now about the the next round of stimulus, and so be in contact with you know Rob Bishop's office and Senators Romney and Lee. And let them know that um, I'm sure there are people already, but add your voice to that co- that chorus saying, hey, this, these monies didn't make it to the real small business owners in our community. And what protections are you going to put in place in the next bill to ensure that that happens? That doesn't happen unless people make their voice heard. And we've all got plenty of time for a two-minute conversation with our representatives' offices right now. I'll let them know. Yep, and it really does. It takes 30 seconds to call. You say, hey, this is what I feel. Read it off the script, whatever. And they say, okay, thanks. And that's it. It takes 30 seconds. So, yep. And Colby, I want to throw in a little plug there since you did for me anyway, but I wanted to hype it up a little bit. Um, Erica Lyon at the very beginning of this, she's a great local artist. Um, no, just the local or the live, the originals. Sorry. Um, Erica Lyon, she wanted to help local businesses and wasn't sure how to do that as an art teacher and an artist herself who all of a sudden is got this extra time. Um, so she, what she did was there's a few local businesses that she donated hats and prints to. So if you buy a $20 gift certificate for us right now, we still have Erica Lyon hats to give away for free with $20 purchase, which is incredible deal. I mean, her art's amazing. And then $40, you get a free print. So that's available on our online ordering as well. And we can um, deliver right to your door. We can ship gift cards or we can hold on to it until we open. So there's some options there. That's and great. join us for Tuesday trivia tomorrow on our Instagram stories at nine would be great. <laughs> you should yeah. just say Tuesday trivia because we don't know if this episode will get up by tomorrow. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, okay. Uh, no, no, no. I don't know how this stuff works. Yeah. Uh, and hey, your digital tip jar, it's on your website. I assume it's on your social media and stuff, right? People yeah. Can get yeah. So if you go to our Instagram or our Facebook, the link is right there in either of those bios. And it's about the first thing that pops up their digital tip jar. Nice. Yep. So that goes directly to my employees, hundred percent of that. And then gift cards are to help us pay rent, but don't worry about that until May. <laughs> We've got it for one more month. Huh. Sure. Nice. Thank you. All right. We'll be back uh, with the rest of the show. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs>
Thanks, Sadie. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Ashley Wolfius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. Uh, welcome back. Thanks for... God damn it. <laughs> welcome back. JC Peeps, thanks again to uh, Sadie Smith for coming out and, and talking to us, giving her story. Um, Shane's still with us, so that's awesome. Uh, we're gonna get, we're just gonna go right into this because we don't have uh, any any polls this week. Um, nothing on the Facebook page. I mean, I wouldn't know, but that's one thing. Uh, Pinky's up, thumbs down. Let's start with you, Kobe. Let me see. I gotta look at the rundown, see what mine was. Oh. It- it was uh, yours here says state oh, legislature. Yeah, so so the legislative session happened last week and it's continuing this week, and so a couple of things happened that I think are just so very very shady. And then there was a there was a a, a, a news story yesterday that made it even shadier. So thumbs down to the state legislature. One of the things that they did was they created their own commission to reopen the economy. The governor already has one. They created their own. And then they appointed some of themselves to be on that committee, yeah. which is like, what? And then when you look at uh, Katie Matheson from Alliance for a Better Utah was tweeting about this. And if you look at the group of people that are on that commission, there are no women and no people of color. So it's basically just a bunch of white dudes. It and is. and it's, it's just a good old boys club, man. You know, like it's exactly what you'd expect a commission created by the state legislature to be. And it's really funny because, you know, these are the, these are the same clowns that sit up there and complain about government when they are creating an extra layer of government that is completely superfluous. Like they don't need this to exist. The governor already has his, but they got to do their own. They got to do their own. And so thumbs down to that, man. Like it's just so crazy. And then the second thing that happened that was just – I mean this is the shady thing. So if you all remember, I think it was a last episode we talked about – Stuart, uh, Stuart Adams, which is the Senate president, he was pushing this bill that would – they called it a right to try bill, and it would give people the ability to go to their doctor and get a prescription for some of these drugs that Trump is pushing. I can't remember how you say it. It's uh, hydroxychloroquine. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So – Trump is out here every day, you know, and Shane, you've been saying this. He's out there pushing this drug. Oh, it's so great, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's so great. But there are no there are no tests to see whether or not it actually works for COVID. It works for malaria with some side effects, but we have no idea whether it works for COVID. So there are no, is it like a lupus drug, right? It, yeah, and it, well, yeah, it works for auto, autoimmune diseases like lupus as well. So it works for other things, but these guys want to push it for this thing. So there's a guy in the state of Utah who has bought up uh, – he owns some pharmacies. And he bought up lots and lots of supplies to make this drug, and he got in Stuart Adams' ear, and he said, hey, you should pass this right to try bill so people can get it because it's not FDA approved for this purpose. So if the state of Utah passes this bill saying, well, you can try it, but it also limits his liability. So if you try it and you die, you can't sue him. So he's he's trying to get – a ton of cash because the president's out here pushing this drug, which is totally stupid. It, it doesn't do the thing that he says, or or he doesn't know if it does the thing he yeah, says. Yeah, we does. we don't. Well, nobody knows because there's not. And the amount of testing it is to even get on that drug when you have lupus, 
it's so rigorous and takes months for a doctor to decide to even prescribe it for lupus. Yeah, and, and alone, hey guys, did you see the story that broke today with uh, the VA testing 386 vets in Virginia? And how to go? The results were more people died that were taking it. Yeah, that, for that drug. So, oh my gosh, that drug is yeah, really hard on your it heart. It wasn't Ooh. like a dra- dramatic. Remember, like 99 point. Who knows? It's probably up to five percent of people survive this disease. So I don't know how. You give it to 100 on one side, you know, 100 people get it and 100 people don't. Like, what are your results? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. So there's all of the shadiness going around, and the Senate president is pushing this through, saying, oh, yeah, let's do this. So this guy is going to make a pile of cash, right? He's going to make so much money because all these moron Trump supporters are going to go to their doctor and say, oh, yeah, I got to have that drug. And then they're going to run over to the pharmacy, and they're going to and they're going to get this drug, and that guy's going to make so much money. But then yesterday – KBR reported around like seven o'clock that the state of Utah is going to be buying two hundred thousand courses of this drug. Wow! Oh my God! And I will, I am willing to bet dollars to donuts that the state is going to offer the contract to this clown who has been in Stuart Adams' ear. So this is like crony capitalism, corruption, right out in the open. Don't let a good, you know, uh, crisis go to waste. And like, dude, thumbs down to this this whole shady circle jerk that's happening. Nice job putting that together. Colby. Seriously, I mean, what? really nice job putting that together. Shouldn't we be alerting the authorities instead of giving them a thumbs down? I mean, I don't. <laughs> the thing. What's what's Sean Reyes gonna do about it? God, fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's not gonna. He's not gonna do dick, dude. He's not gonna do anything. That guy's out there touting the fact that Donald Trump Jr. endorsed him. Yeah, yeah dude's okay. a clown. Girl, uh, Utah. That's a good thumbs down. Um, I'm gonna go next. My a pinkies up to the one, the only Michelle Obama. She's uh, come out and she's starting to do read-alongs for kids on YouTube. She started this series. Uh, she started it uh, yesterday. I think she does it every Monday. Yeah, Mondays with me is what it's called uh, for reading at 12 p.m. Eastern. So it would be 10 o'clock our time. So if your kids are too rambunctious or they need a story time, go sit I down with, with Michelle. <laughs> go sit down <laughs> with the former first lady, the wonderful, talented, amazing Miss Obama, Mrs. Obama. So th- my pink is up to her for putting this together. She's always came, uh, she's always uh, been a, a great advocate for kids with the whole the, the health thing, and then now with reading books, uh, she's just a great person. I hated her book so bad. You was did? it was it boring? It was just an entire book on how great it is to be Michelle Obama. Mm. Wait, what? How could you hate that book? I, it was really hard for me to do. It was. I know. I'm going to get – there you go for your pull. I mean, yep. people are going to hate we, on me oh, for yeah. hating her book. That was supposed to be but, our poll was who's the worst one – who's the worst oh, on the yeah. show? Oh, Shane. Yeah, I'll do it this yeah, week. We have Shane on. Yes. Yeah, you have Shane on. Yes, we got to add Shane. That bumps up my numbers. That bumps up my good person numbers. The basement just got deeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Dan still loves the poll. <laughs> oh, yeah there it is uh J- john what about you 
John, pinkies up or thumbs down? <clears throat> yeah, I got a pinky up to uh, local businesses, people that go there. I um, So I tried to, I said I did some drywall this week, right? I tried to buy all my stuff at Lowe's. Because big businesses right now, they're making it super easy to like order online and stuff. And I'll admit that sucks me in. But after Lowe's, I ordered some stuff at Lowe's. It all said it was ready today. Then I just got an email that was like, no, it's all going to be a week. So I said to hell with those guys. And I went and found some local building material store. Those guys were awesome. Pretty sure it was called FBM, Foundation Building Materials. But like, go find local versions of all the stores because they're out there and they're good. Like They were just as cheap as Lowe's. Like, yeah, local businesses do it. It's cool. Good call. Maybe. That wasn't me. Um, was, sorry. I wanted to be uplifting, but I, I, I'm not going to be. Um, my uh, thumbs down is going to go to, and I feel like Shane will just be like, well, nothing has changed, but to North Ogden City. <laughs> um, Pinky's up to the new mayor, uh, Neil Baruby. He, we're trying to get the budget underway for North Ogden fiscal years coming up. And North Ogden has a over half a million dollar shortfall in our general fund. Oof. We collected a illegal tax. So they've got to figure out what to do with that money. We owe, we still need to do $2 million on an amphitheater. We have a pool that uh, has never made any money and now needs repairs. And now we have a pond that North Ogden promised that they were going to build. And again, we're $1.7 million in the hole to Randy Maria on top of that. So North Ogden is broke, folks. There's no money. So uh, I've been listening to the council meetings when they talk about the budget. And Neil Baruby is trying to figure out how to use that illegal. Oh, and we need a new public safety building. So that's the big thing they've been talking about, trying to bond for a public safety building. And now North Ogden's talking about raising property taxes to pay for this uh, building. Neil Baruby's trying to figure out how to maybe use that illegal tax as a way to forego a bond or figure out how to make property taxes raise less. And my thumbs down goes to the city council that was elected because Neil Baruby talked about not putting up the $32,000 flower pots pots that hang off these stupid light poles are $32,000. Holy shit. And he said, let's not do it this year and let's save that money. And the entire city council is like, but they're pretty and we like them. So they're going to fork over $32,000 that we don't have for don't these have pretty them. flowers. Wow. So that's a mix of up and down there. Yeah. So there you go. Good job, Neil. Suck on it, city council. Yeah, stupid friggin' Phil Swanson. Yeah, that guy sucks. He's so red. What about you, Shane? Any pinkies up or thumbs down? You've had you've had like four months to have a really good one. And what's the best uh, pinky up you've had? The best pinky. I don't know if you heard about our Stone Cold. Uh, is that right? Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, Steve Austin. Cold Stone. Yeah, Cold no, Stone. Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, so we ordered. <laughs> <laughs> we ordered we ordered online and my wife actually did like ten times the sprinkles and ten times the chocolate chips oh, whoa. on accident. <laughs> so my kids get their ice cream and they're just it's completely fucked up. Right? <laughs> so in the bag, Coldstone writes us a letter and this thing goes on over like I mean, it was a full page. 
pretty much how they all unite as a team and they and uh, they take their jobs very serious and they do the best job they can and then they signed off with thank you for thinking of us and P.S. don't fuck with the Cold Stone team. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> God yeah, damn, I thought the story was going So, and my wife called him up and thanked him for the for the letter and told him that she didn't mean to do it, but <laughs> but they were awesome. And then they said, "Don't please don't tell anybody they did that because they're afraid they're going to get fired." So, I'm, <laughs> so I'm telling you guys. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Did you guys well, eat all the sprinkles, or did my, someone my go to waste? Picked them off. It was kind of a waste, but it's a good story. Oh, I ruined <laughs> the punchline. We, we wouldn't remember it if it didn't happen. <laughs> Miracles happen. Was that a pinkies up or a thumbs down? I think it's a pinkies up. It made us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Uh, oh, let's talk about hey. some upcoming events that are going on. What? Yeah, Dan, where are you going? What events are you going to? Oh, oh. That's what we're missing. Those <laughs> <laughs> Shane segues. Yeah. yeah. Tell, us, tell us where you're going, Dan. <laughs> you, you non-social distancing fuck. <laughs> uh, so uh, on Wednesday, April 22nd, Utah Earth Day will have a digital event. That's That sounds like fun. It's going to go from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. For Earth Day, right? What, what if it uses 5G? Isn't that what made us sick to begin with? <laughs> Wait, so Earth Day, everybody's going to sit in their house and look at a screen? Yep. This is tomorrow. The show's not going to be out by then. Yeah, why is this on here? <laughs> this was on here yesterday, and then we changed it up. So, uh, so that happened. Yeah, that was okay, great. I, I had a great time at it, and it was awesome. <laughs> I stared at a plant growing on my screen. Uh, Thursday, April 23rd. Oh, sorry. I, really, though, you should go and look. If we do get this out, you should uh, support Earth Day because that's real. Uh, anyway, Thursday, April 23rd, Utah Democrats <laughs> gubernatorial virtual town hall. This will be a good one. 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Um, Karina I, Brown and Chris Peterson, yeah. right? Yeah. John's got to stop. John. Yeah, what are you doing, John? Uh, so that, what is this like? Uh, get to know your gubernatorial uh, candidates. Yes. Yeah, that's that'll be good. You can find you can probably <laughs> link onto their uh, the virtual town hall through their Facebook site. Uh, that will be on the show notes. Saturday, April twenty fifth. This is a big day. Shane's gonna be busy for this. Uh, it's the state democratic convention. Shane, are you going to this? Fun bus. Shane, uh, fun bus. Do it from bed. So, yeah, so I can do it from my house, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. He's yeah, still not going to do it. He's still not going to do it. Well, just just send me the link, Dan. Send me the link. I don't. I, I'm not a delegate. Wait, Shane, are you a delegate, Dan? Oh yeah, I got a message, Stro. Maybe I am a delegate. Maybe <laughs> I will be a delegate. <laughs> Nope. I am a delegate. Yeah, I'm I feel go. really popular today. I got lots Thanks. of calls and texts. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. Uh, see, I just want to be wanted. Uh, anyway, that's Saturday, April 25th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can find the information 
uh, Utah, oh, what is this? UTConvention.org. Sunday, April 26th, Indy Ogden Virtual Swap Meet. Hey, John, did you go to this last week? The virtual swap meet that Dan Dan Matthews put on? I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I thought maybe you might have something. Uh, apparently not. Now he's censoring himself with I, some yeah. kind of cover over the lens. Has he escalated? <laughs> uh, but we've been talking about this for two weeks now, and we should probably try to get on this Indy Ogden virtual swap meet for, for yeah. So right. I, uh, yeah, I checked it out on, on Sunday morning, and it's pretty cool. I didn't know that you could do this. Um, so Dan starts the web, uh, the webcast, the, the live stream, and then throughout, he, he interviews you know some of the vendors that are participating in the swap meet. And I, I guess there's this feature in Facebook live streams and on Instagram where like somebody can request to join the live stream, and you can allow it, and then you can just sit there and talk to them, and then they can hop back off. So you can do like a bunch of MIDI interviews. That's what he did. It was it was really cool. What if they take over your interview? That'd be kind of crazy. You can cut them off. You can just go. You're done. That's cool. That does yeah. sound awesome. But yeah, he interviewed a bunch of cool people, like businesses that I knew about um, and had been following on Instagram and other places for a while, but like never actually knew the people. And so he interviewed a bunch of them, and uh, it was cool. I got to know a bunch of rad people that uh, make Ogden cool. Awesome. So everybody should jump on this weekend. Starts at uh, – there's not a start time on here. I think it starts at 9. Cool. Uh, well, you know, you can find out this information because I'm sure somebody will post about it in the Junction City Podcast Forum, which is on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at Facebook, that Junction City Pod, or follow us on Twitter. We got called out by Meg last week for not posting on Twitter, and look at us go now. John post something? John's been all over Twitter now. No, man. No, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> Kobe? So I guess, like we say every week. What? You're not gonna You're not gonna let Shane talk about reviews? Yeah, you got it. Uh, we got Shane on. We got You can rate us, right, Shane? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. You can. <laughs> is it, I don't think anybody's rated us besides me in the last four months, but um. If God, dude, I, I can't. I forgot all about this. Can't, can't get it. Done. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, so, don't worry. So can, I'm sure this happens all the time. <laughs> you think after all these months, I'd come out? I would just come firing out with like. I that's, just, that's legit. I'm what I thought was going to happen. Him wandering around his yard and his back <laughs> with it slightly open and scratching his head, trying to remember what it is he's supposed to say. Yeah. And, Neighbors are calling the, tra- the police. I was laying on the tramp a minute ago. Um, <laughs> Robe open. Yep, that's exactly. Okay. All right. No, that's I, that I paid mean, off. No, hold on. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can rate us. Uh, you can rate us. Um, where can you rate us, Dan? On Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, pod- yeah. everywhere you get podcasts from. So you can rate us five stars, and if you want to rate us less than that, I kind of hope you don't say it. No, no, I'm gonna stop no. him right there. He's gonna no, say he hopes your breathing it gets... gets a little tighter. Right? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you made him hedge. Yeah, he was gonna come out with something good. No, no. you made him hedge. Dang it! 
What were you really going to say, Shane? I want to know what you were really going to say. It was going to be about Dan, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be about Dan. But like we say every week... Yep, all politics is local.